Because of the coronavirus epidemic and to respect social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was recorded remotely over Zoom. Good evening and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, joining you for, uh, well, I'm not religious, but happy Christmas Eve, everybody. It's um, the holidays. It's the yeah. winter season. Yes, That's we've fine. just had a, a lovely winter solstice. Uh, and uh, I don't know, happy Spider-Man week, I guess, if you're a Marvel head. <laughs> uh, let's see. It, um, Merry Christmas. Uh, Hanukkah was a while ago, but hey, why not? Um, happy Yule or joyous Yule. Kwanzaa, um, Kwanzaa is on the 26th. Um, after so Christmas. After and Christmas. The- so, but Kwanzaa is, you know, yeah. like on Sunday. So happy Kwanzaa, um, welcome back to the Matrix. If that's your flavor, yeah, <laughs> I yeah, I, I happy, still have to watch. Happy that. days getting, yeah. days getting it just longer. Just came out, man. Starting, so, yeah, <laughs> starting on yesterday. The days yeah. are getting longer. Well, mm. um, you know, it, not not everything's perfect, but all uh, oh, right, you like it dark. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> dark, <laughs> dark and, and cold, dreary. Yep, I, I still got a few months raining, left. but cold i'm still waiting for like our first big snowfall i can't wait it's probably gonna be in january sometime like late january but i mean at this point it's it's not likely to be in december (laughs) yeah i mean i'm thinking like late january early february uh thursday night there's um we're recording this tonight we're supposed to get some tonight a little bit the dusting and we're supposed to get a little bit of an ice storm christmas morning overnight That'd be cool. So it might not be qu- quite white, but they said there's a chance. So we might. You like those really good blizzards, huh, genre? The, I the do. Blustery. Yeah, I really I do, do. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I want a foot of snow, and mm. I want this big, big flakes all day. I have a camera going outside uh, that uh, takes um video of, of our bird feeder. And I've set it up to record all day, every day, just in case. Nice. And once it starts snowing, I'm going to take those videos. I'm going to put it on my personal YouTube channel so I can watch the snow anytime I want. <laughs> it's the perfect plan. Nice. <laughs> so we were going to talk about. Story, sight, yeah. sight, quiet snow, secret snow. Secret I can't think snow. of the famous yeah. short story. We were going to talk about debt relief, though. Yeah, well, I, I, one of the things I just wanted to mention, well, two things. One, uh, we do love to hear from our listeners. Oh, yeah, we uh, you can get in touch with us. Well, uh, contact at civilpoliticsradio.com for email, at civilpoliticsfm on Twitter, and facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio. Uh, or just go to civilpoliticsradio.com to listen to supplemental episodes, uh, previous episodes of the show we broadcast, and some other random goodies that we've got there for you. The other thing I just want to mention is uh, this is airing, uh, you know, uh, the day before Christmas of 2021. And so that means it's 312 days until the next general election. So something to look forward to. Uh, Jesus. 
Oh God. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh. November first till to the second to the um, November first. Yeah, the midterm yeah. elections. All right. Well, um, those are general elections, uh, unless I missed uh, something. Nope they they are and oh, I, uh, it's oh they are yeah and we don't we still don't have the any um voter reform like unsurprisingly so there's that um who knows Joe Manchin's backing a bill for that uh so maybe possibly it'll actually go through the is? Senate and then the, yes yes wow so I I know like this much is as light I, of handy. He's moving the goalposts again. Don't fall for it. Well, much as I dislike Joe Manchin, um, and uh, uh, you know, I I was really intrigued to see, and I think I linked to this on uh, the the Civil Politics FM Twitter. Uh, but a- apparently, like at one point, he borrowed like over one and a half million dollars from his brother because his business was in trouble, and then his brother wound up having to sue him for like you know unjust enrichment and fraud and so forth so you know his brother sued him yeah oh boy yeah but you know uh someone was bringing this up in the context of like you know joe manchin doesn't believe that people you know doesn't believe in uh you know the child tax credit or whatever because he doesn't believe in a society that gets handouts and it's like just you know himself um so yeah so i'm i'm not a fan of 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 senator manchin and he sounds more and more like he belongs in like Richard Nixon's White House, but um, <laughs> I but think apparently... McConnell felt felt for his ploy that he wanted to be a Republican because McConnell started to to try and court him, and now oh, he's I'm... saying no, no, yeah, I would never do that. I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I'm, well, I'm, here's the thing: if you if if I were Joe Manchin, I'd certainly be interested in whatever Mr. McConnell had to offer. Because, you know, I, I, I don't think uh, I doubt Mitch McConnell has too many principles that, uh, you know, that don't have a price tag attached. But again, yeah. I could be I could be misjudging the man, I suppose. I don't know him. They all just, deserve each other. <laughs> yeah. Well, he and McConnell deserve each other. But the interesting thing is, as far as um, I don't remember exactly what it's called right now, but there's a. a, a, a Back in the summer, the Democrats were pushing the uh, the Freedom to Vote Act, and uh, uh, Mr. Manchin was like, ah, I don't like this. So apparently they sat him down and said, okay, here's what our the bill we're pushing does. You tell us what parts of it you like, and we'll make that the bill. And it turned out that there were a lot of things that he was okay with, including um, uh, mandatory two weeks of early voting, uh, the polls have to be open for at least 10 hours a day. Everybody has to be able to vote by mail with no excuses or other, you know, fiddle faddle, uh, various efforts to, you know, various measures and techniques to like strip people off the voting rolls are uh, would be outlawed. Uh, redistricting would have to be done uh, in a uh, uh a nonpartisan way and a bunch of tactics that the Republicans have been using to get away with it uh, are specifically uh, targeted and 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 uh, outlawed and and uh, uh, by the law, including also uh, ways, you know, like standards of evidence and, and, and proof. And, you know, like it's not just a matter of we have to prove intent, though that is something that that can matter but even if even if they can't prove the intent is corrupt if the effect is corrupt that's good enough 
And so, well, that's yeah, like the original voting voting right law. Yeah. It's a so pretty strong bill. John, so no, it's it's, John Lewis? it's different from the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. It, the John it's Lewis John Voting Lewis. Rights Act. So the John Lewis Voting Rights Act specifically reinstates a couple of sections of the Voting Rights Act that were struck down by the Supreme Court. And the voter, they add voter ID. He added voter ID in to get the Republicans. Yeah, so, which John Lewis. Did. Yeah, which is. You know, uh, whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so, so there's that. So um, Mansions is different than the John Lewis, is what you're saying. This is a new. I, I forget what it is. Uh, I think uh, again. I think I, I linked to it on on Twitter, but um, I could look it up. It's just I'm having a little trouble with my yeah. connection. I don't want to like start looking at something on my computer and drop the call here. So, <laughs> but in any event. Um, Don't worry, yeah. we do the show anyway, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about the um the the tweet that uh that you sent out with the Joe Manchin's brother sued him? That was one. Yeah, that was the one that uh you know I'm I'm not impressed with him. But there was a there was a one yeah. from a couple of days ago. I think I sent out just you know Senator Manchin apparently is one of. Uh, about 50 Democrats co-sponsoring uh, this new uh, voting rights reform bill, and uh, the Dem- if I if I understand correctly, the uh, the Biden White House has said that this is going to be their legislative priority go- uh, right now. You know, going into the new yeah, year. Yeah, he did just be- say that. Yeah, so he did right in the middle of everything else blowing up. He said they they were going to make sure they focused on that. And I I, yeah. I think that's great. So. If uh, uh, Mansion and Cinema, uh, you know, aren't uh, too committed to uh, doing the bidding of of you know evil billionaires, um, <laughs> uh, then you know they'll they'll there's a ways there's ways to get around the filibuster for a special you know like oh but in this case the fil- it doesn't apply or we can do it differently this one time or whatever and then. You know, they they pass it on a straight party line vote the way the Senate should work. And yep. then it goes to the, the House. The Democrats pass that. And then President Biden signs it. And then, you know, and then uh, the, the law is passed and uh, it makes uh, it it, it uh, strikes back at all these measures the Republicans are taking to try and uh, screw up the polls. Here's a hot take. Yeah. Uh, I think hey, you're throwing I, a rhetorical grenade this early. Come on, yes. man! It's only the Here's first. Here's a hot half. take. I think that they should focus on voter, um, voting reform, and hold off on the Build Back Better until that, until after that. Uh, yeah, okay, that's fine. To put off, put off climate change for a little bit. <laughs> And um, enact voter reform so there's enough time to implement these things uh, by November. I agree, actually. Yeah, timing is much more critical. Yeah. Not that the other timing isn't critical because it's the child tax credit that already yeah. lapsed and all that. So that one's timing is sensitive, too. They should have gone right to the voting rights stuff. Unfortunately, yeah. they didn't. I've been saying that for... That- yeah, they yeah. really. Yeah, you're right. No, of course I am. I, I, I said I, it. I, we were saying it back in the summer. I was um, saying yeah. that in January. 
they should have had this done. They should have had this all set up. They knew who was going to be in the Congress. They knew who, who was going to. So they should have started working well, on it. They, they, they had a bill and they were working on it in January. Yeah. Uh, Senator Manchin took his time to, you know, eventually sort of announce that he he didn't think it was it was a good idea that it went too any far. And so yeah, we didn't like any of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, he's. Uh, Carrying water for the wrong for the wrong uh, uh, interests in society, and uh, oh, did you also see that the uh, uh, United Mine Workers, uh, uh, I think, published an op-ed saying, actually, Senator Manchin, we really like uh, the Build Back Better measure and a lot of what oh, it does. I didn't hear that. Oh, wow, we, we really would like it if you would vote for it. <laughs> That's. Awesome. Well, that's the workers, not the mine owners. That's the well, exactly. Mine but I mean, you know, who does Joe Manchin care about? I, re- you know, despite him being a Democrat, I really don't think it's the people actually digging the coal. Because there is, I think there is a provision in there specifically that is that is now lapsing, but to uh, for federal funding to help people deal with black lung disease. Yeah. Which you know is a disease of coal miners. So who's worse in your which who's the worst Democrat in your opinion? Uh, Kristen Cinema, who doesn't like the filibuster being changed, and so it's probably going to kill any of this legislation, but doesn't tell anybody, or Joe Manchin, who just keeps saying uh, no <laughs> at every turn. Which which one would you? Which one do you think is the worst? Oh, you know, like that's that's. That's the 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 taste great less filling version of <laughs> yeah. you know, ar, you know ar, ar, argument of democratic politics. You know, yeah, she, they're both you know, horrible in different her, ways. Yeah, she won't raise her head until they try and do the voting rights, and then she'll say, "Nope, not changing the filibuster." Yeah, well, I mean, but it does. The thing is, they don't have to permanently end the filibuster. They can. Uh, because there's a thing in the procedure of the Senate where they can always do a thing where it's like, oh, well, you know, uh, uh, we appeal to the decision of the chair and yada, yada. Like, I can't They literally just did it. I think they, I yeah, think they like, need 50 votes to do it, though. Sure. Well, do. The th- yes, but they have the 50 votes if, if she doesn't decide to actually vote against the Voting Rights Act or this voting rights uh, uh, measure. But the um, as I recall – uh, the uh, last time they tried to force a vote on this and bring it to cloture, you know, all the Republicans voted against it. And I think Chuck Schumer joined them in voting against cloture. He did. There was because a reason, though. I think that basically leaves him open to uh, specifically to make some, I forget, it's like, parliamentary measure it's like i appeal to the decision of the chair and blah, blah. I, I can't remember what it is but basically it allows him to like bring up a, a move to say like oh but you know we don't need a filibuster this time and and they can sort of because like here's the thing the filibuster is entirely uh uh you know it's it's like you know the magic hula hoop when you were playing tag as a kid, you know, and it's like, uh-uh, I'm inside the circle, so I'm okay. You can't tag me in here. And it's like, it's a completely dumb made up rule. That's just part of the game and you can change it anytime you like. And you know, whatever, you know, it's, 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 mm. 
it's, you know, it's the equivalent of like, I don't know, like, like giving kids a cootie shot or whatever. It's like, no, I'm, you know, I've crossed my fingers, so I'm immune or whatever, you know, like it, yeah. it's, it's nonsense. So he voted, yeah, he voted against it because it clearly wasn't going to go. And if he, if they, if he did vote for it, then it basically it leaves open, it, it left open the possibility of voting for it again. Instead of just closing it off, basically, like that's right. the basic thing. So that was more of a strategic move, right? But- exactly. It's but it's anyway. I, the the point is that I believe if they really want to, uh, the the Democrats in the Senate can say, okay, no, the filibuster is an absolute rule. We take seriously. Uh, uh, you know, cross my heart, hope to die. Uh, uh, only reconciliation allowed. And well, in this case, we can do it. Just get around that, you know, like, you know, it's talking filibuster. Well, I mean, the thing is, all of this stuff is just like, they're just choosing to do it that way. It's entirely arbitrary. Mm. So, yeah. you know, anyway, so yeah. So, uh, if they really want to get this done, they'll get it done. And, uh, at the moment, it seems actually plausible that all 50 Democratic senators actually want to get this done. Now, it, you know, could that turn out to not be the case? Oh, yeah. No, I, 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 I don't have a lot of confidence in either Senator Manchin or Senator Cinema. But, you know, maybe, I don't know. I mean, uh, here, here's the thing, like... Uh, 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 and again, Sue, I, you know, forgive me. I don't want to sound like I'm just like, hey, Republicans are totally evil in every way. But I mean, the Republican <laughs> Party as a as an organization over the past, you know, 15, 20 years has really been working hard to like tilt the playing field electorally to uh, uh, make it so that to win. Well, to make it so that Democratic votes don't count for as much as Republican votes and to make it so that people who are likely to vote Democratic don't get to vote as much. And I mean, sure, you can say that's to win. But I mean, you know, like if the Democrats were to say, oh, yeah, well, anybody who, uh, uh, you know, anybody who's a member of the NRA has to go through an extra special procedure in order to vote. You know, or or that, you know, yeah. some other thing that would target that like, sure, that would be to win. But I mean, that's corrupt and dishonest. Well, so and you know that my that's why my we aren't doing it. The more people that vote, the better. So I know that I consider myself a real Republican, but the National Party is not not headed in that direction at the moment, or at least the people that have, you know, the bit in their arm, the bit in their teeth. Right at you the know, moment, I, at the moment. Well, it, it, I mean, honestly, Sue, like that—that that really sounds like this is like a minor, de- like a like a recent deviation from from the norm. This is the norm. Yeah. Well, and you know this what they're doing the in Georgia? It's not like at the moment. This is the, what they do. You know, in this state, you have to have a Democrat and a Republican on um, on your board of registration of voters. In every town, in every city, you have to have one of each. That's the that's the law. Mm-hmm. And in Georgia, they've just started stripping off the Democrats, especially if they're black, out of their um, board of registration of voters. 
It's, yeah. it's horrifying. It's really horrifying that they, that they're doing that in Georgia. So I hope Stacey Abrams is, you know, got a plan. Cause that's, that's pretty well, horrific. I mean, there's only so much, so much a plan can do. I mean, at some point, if, uh, you know, uh, the, 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 the more, uh, one side is willing Entrenched. to, to well, the more one side is willing to to cheat or otherwise put a thumb on the scales, the harder it is to get a fair, you know, to get a fair outcome. Yeah. So what happens when they pass um, our our Washington guys pass the voter rights law, whatever version of it they pass, and and it goes to the Supreme Court because it gets challenged about whether the Fed. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Will it stand up under the Constitution? Depends uh, on how they write it. I think it is absolutely constitutional. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, you know, the... Uh, uh, There's a fight. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if the five hardcore Republican operatives on the court, the ones who are first and foremost loyal to the Federalist Society, um, you know, uh, Coney Barrett, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, Alito, and Thomas, you know, that they'll basically say or do whatever. Because, you know, yeah. I, I, I don't think any of them have any kind of uh, have any kind of well, principle or or moral compass or intellectual guideline beyond well, make what is the result the we want. Yeah, so. Well, they'll make the state's rights argument, I would guess. Right. That it's a it reserves to the state, you know, that those those rules are created by the states. Yep. They, 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 they could do that. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the, the countervailing out all next year could be the countervailing argument though, is, you know, that the, uh, you know, the rights of the States, the, you know, the, the, the federal government has enumerated powers and the other plenipotentiary powers reserved to the States, uh, within their confines are nevertheless constricted by the rights, uh, guaranteed by you know, both the state and federal constitutions and, you know, so rights to, uh, uh, you know, due process and equal justice and so on and so forth. So, um, you know, I, I think, uh, there are some strong... an argument. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's a, there are a bunch of 14th amendment arguments to be made and, and, you know, I, who knows, but I, I do know that one of the provisions of the, of the, the, the Senate bill that uh, Senator Manchin has signed on to is that uh, states can't prohibit people from uh, giving food and drink to people waiting in line to vote. Oh, that was the most silly one of all. That's Georgia. Yep. Yeah. I'm reading. I know this one's not one of our uh, normal. um, It's not one of our normal uh, sources Uh, on Axios. uh, It was saying that, um, it's basically reporting on on Mansion, uh, saying he's not going to change the the he doesn't want to change the filibuster, um, for for oh, voting boy. rights. Okay, this is four days ago. <laughs> um, so, yeah. uh, he was on like Fox News Sunday talking about it. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not you know actually. <laughs> Axios wasn't wasn't great. It was started by a couple of guys, and one of them was really hideous. I can't think of his name, but I think he's left. And I think it's just John Heilman now in Axios. They they got rid of the other guy that um, I forget 
what his name was. It seems like it's it's um become a pretty but basically uh not to go into like axios or whatever but like basically uh i'm not going to believe joe manchin wants to do anything with voting rights until he actually pass like until they actually remove the filibuster before that then it's just i don't think it's going to happen i yeah i i yeah i can't i can't argue with that um i will like so far at the moment it's a thing that could happen and it, it 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 wouldn't be that difficult for them to make it happen and even do it in a way where Joe Manchin doesn't have to like actually vote down the filibuster uh for anything more than just a moment, you know? Yeah. Um but whether or not he will, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. And I would hope a, so. Cinema's not talking. Again, she doesn't want to change it at all, but I, I, that's right. been but his I, position. I, yeah. I would I would hope that for this they would make an exception because uh, both from a, a you know a principled perspective this would do a lot to ensure the right of every citizen to vote and uh, I, we all agree that that's hugely important. Also, oh, most fundamental right. That's yeah. the most fundamental right. Yeah. And 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 also again you know uh, not to be all you know partisan attack but you know the republican party has been pushing hard to to cut out uh uh democratic votes you know in a deliberate way and the roberts court has ruled that gerrymandering you know for example uh for partisan reasons for to like make it e easier for democrats or easier for republicans and harder for democrats to to win seats in congress is a perfectly legitimate reason to 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 apportion voting districts is totally fine and there's nothing wrong with it. Um, you know, and if people don't like it, they can vote for change, even though the whole point of the gerrymandering is to make it so that people can't vote for change. But, um, you know, uh, 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 you know, therefore there's a, there's a very basic partisan reason to vote for this thing. That's also right on principle. So I would hope that the one-two punch of self-interest and actual, like, ethical uh, uh, imperative might be enough to bestir all 50 Democratic senators to actually do the right thing. Um, yeah, I don't well, think know, I'm going to hold my breath. The Republicans aren't the first politicians to ever try and pick their voters. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely a, not. It's a longstanding <laughs> practice. I believe yeah. it was one of it, the one of the distinguishing hallmarks of Tammany Hall back in New York back in the day. So, yeah, uh, uh, you know, corrupt nonsense is is a, is a famous part of politics from from both the Republicans and Democrats throughout U.S. history. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> years ago, I was I was standing out with some I forget who the candidate was, but I was doing a standout. And I, I got talking to a bunch of older guys and I was much younger and probably more interesting to talk to then. And yeah. one of them was like a, Char a Charlestown hack. He was like a Democratic mm -hmm. congressman or state rep or something. And we were sort of alone and everybody else had left. And he said, God, can it can it just snow? Those elderly people hate me. And if it snows, they won't come out. <laughs> <laughs> and I just started laughing because, you know, he shouldn't have told me that. <laughs> but that was his, he really meant it. You know, those elderly people, they vote, you know, unless it snows. So yeah. I've always remembered that. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> that doesn't bother me in the same way, though. You know, it's like it's like an act of God that would be helpful to me. Yeah. Well, sure, but I mean, like, like it's it's saying, like, boy, I hope that there's, you know. Uh, "Quote unquote act of God that discourages people from coming out and voting against me." Okay, you know I, that traffic jam in Southie could save me, <laughs> right? Yeah. But I mean, you know, making it happen. If you were like, you know, and that's why I've, you know, you know, paid fifty thousand dollars for this snowmaking satellite. <laughs> like that would be corrupt. <laughs> oh, I see. You know. It's like the police when they say it's yeah. Don't take it into your own hands. Hope the bad guy gets caught, but don't right. don't go vigilante on us. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, it's 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 like I I you know I I I I hope the I hope people who are trying to commit crime slip on banana peels. <laughs> Is you know, I don't know. Anyway, we're at the about a halfway point here, and we didn't even talk about student debt relief, which was the thing we were supposed to talk about. Maybe we, that second <laughs> we half, do a lot. We we're supposed to do a lot of things. Yeah, that's true. Um. And one of it's the things the we're supposed to do. You can do what you want. Woohoo! Yes, <laughs> yeah, indeed. It's the holidays that, that keep us from doing what right. we're supposed to do. That's it. Sure, that, Sue. It's not that story. we're just continually just talking about whatever we want. Anyway. That's um, our story. Let's stick to it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, like you were saying, one of the things we're supposed to do is take a little break right now. So we're going to play some PSAs, promos, and station IDs, and then we'll be back with more civil politics here on Valley Free Radio in just a couple of minutes. So please don't go away. We'll be right back. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's subculture music program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. Tune in to Evidence-Based Radio, science and skepticism from a feminist and socialist perspective. Every week, we explore the interesting and important stories in science with a focus on the positive. Friday nights from 6 to 7 on Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM, or at evidencebasedarada.com. That's 6 to 7 p.m. Fridays on Valley Free Radio. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP. 103.3 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I am still Michael Dow, and I am still joined by the great John Radamas. Why are you talking like this? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, maybe I was suddenly possessed by the spirit of William Shatner. That could be it. Anyway. Oh, God, please no. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah. Well, that's true. And I'm also here with uh, uh, <laughs> I'm also here with the inestimable Sue Sue Timberlake. Hey, Sue. Hey. We're so, all here. We're all Still here. Slogging along. <laughs> slogging along. We're here. We got through 2021 almost. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> 
Uh, we're we're so almost there. Uh, we're almost in one there. piece. Um. So, uh, one thing I uh, uh, it's a uh a, a quarter measure that I uh, doesn't go nearly far enough, but nevertheless, I'm bl- pleased President Biden decided to do this. Um. The uh, moratorium on students having to, uh, people having to repay uh, federal student loans uh, was due to end, I think, February first, and that's been kicked back an extra three months to May first. Is that right, John? Do I have that's those correct. dates right? Thank you. So that's good, uh, but I think I, I think the president should, if not if if they're not going to wipe out all of it, which I I think would be a reasonable thing to do to really help a lot of people, they should at very least seriously and significantly shave a lot off the top. Because, you know, people with, you know, $50,000, if they shaved off $50,000, well, someone who's in, in debt for 100000 is still in debt for 50000 which is still quite a lot. But, you know, uh, a big chunk of debt relief is a big chunk of debt relief. Yeah. Uh, Warren, Markey, and uh, yeah. Presley are, are all asking him to cancel uh, $50,000. So um, that should be- And Bernie's saying he should cancel all of it. Well, I agree with and I, I agree with Bernie, but since the president doesn't seem to want to do that, I think I agree with both of my senators that like, all right, fine. Well, how about 50 grand, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, it, Work his, with us here. <laughs> Bernie says things that should happen. They are saying things that could happen. Yeah, that things that he might conceivably be persuaded to yeah, do. Yeah, nobody's exactly. going to, in this climate, nobody's going to cancel student debt, even though they should. But uh, canceling well, some of it, then, yeah. Some, well, as the pro-business Republicans who, oh, yeah, well, and that's that's a whole separate thing. As the pro-business Republicans who, <laughs> what do you think about uh, student debt relief? I mean, no, seriously, just like, like yeah. there are times when you and I wind up at exactly the same position, like on single-payer health care. Like, you know, you come at it from a pro-business perspective, I come at it from a human rights perspective, but we both say like, you know, private health insurance isn't really working and it's not, it, it's doing a disservice to the American people and we should can't right, work exactly. Yeah, can't work. In can't work. It's it's Get the wrong people paying for things. It's a bad idea. Yeah. But so uh, I think student debt relief is a thing we should do because I think education is a public good, and I think uh, it it uh, I think by uh, forcing people to cough up a lot of cash for an education, at the same time we're stripping the value out of having an education. You know, an education is no longer the uh, uh, financial multiplier that it was 50 years ago. Um, you know, I, I think we should, uh, uh, I think I think we charge too much for, for higher education in this country, and I think we should absolutely and totally uh, make it so that it's more affordable for everyone. Um, and since so many people already have huge amounts of debt relief, uh, or huge amounts of student debt that we should have massive cancellation of of student debt and 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 lifting those shackles off a lot of people because I think it will just make a lot of people's lives objectively better and uh, I think that's good. But so do you I may think differently. Time for four points. I do think differently. I think we have like at least another 15, <laughs> 20 minutes in the show. So yeah, so you, <laughs> you have, have a lot of time points. to go for it. <clears throat> Yeah. Okay. Well, first of all, I I think people need to have skin in the game when they get an education. I don't think it should be free. 
I think colleges. Isn't that I what agree taxes with you, are? Let her, let her finish. No, this, I'm talking about skin in the game, as in you pay for your schooling. I think that's a that's a good thing. It's important. Even Senator Warren feels that way. Okay. Um, colleges and universities are totally bloated. They get paid way too much, and they waste money, and they're not a efficient organizations. So, I, I, the subsidies that go into schools. That's why all those for-profit schools grew up and took advantage of people. So mm. I do agree the interest rate is way too high on federal student loans, and that should have been corrected. It wasn't, and even Senator Warren agrees with that. And I normally wouldn't want to cancel any debt or postpone or give people reprieves. Usually those happen on an individual basis, like if you lose your job or you're sick, you can you can pause your federal student loans. A lot of people do that. But this is a really unusual time, so I get it why they did it across the board. I think Biden's a little dumb for having done it just till May because it's going to blow back up right in the middle of midterms. I would have done it till next year. Just give everybody a year reprieve. So, so you know, some of the basics we agree on, but, you know, I don't. I don't think they should forgive fifty thousand dollars worth of debt for students. I think can I? So that's my I, four points. Can I ask I, a question? I just say, here, well, I, I, I just say, I think as a as a political tactical move, kicking the can down the road till May, and then like, oh, but it we need to keep it keep extending it because COVID's still really bad and the midterms are coming up. Like, it's a he can then extend it till after the election in May in a way that might, well, make him look a little better in the press, might boost his popularity a little bit. It's like, it's an easy way to like, you know, win a couple of political points. So that might be a, a simple reason why he, he's Tactics. doing it that way. Anyway, yeah, did, but I'm sorry, he, please go ahead, John, with your question. I just... Well, yeah. actually, just one quick question. Did he do it by executive order? Do you know how he did I it? Believe I believe so, yes. I, he did, yes. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is something that is within his purview as uh, head of the executive branch. So, yeah. Anyway, go ahead, John Ross. Sorry. I was wondering about the flip side of it. So canceling 50,000. Well, what if what if there was a, de a ceiling of how much people would pay to get higher education? Like hmm. you could only like uh, like you want to go to this school or that school or this school then the highest that you can that you can charge a student is fifty thousand like fifty thousand dollars or something yeah. like that. Like that so would that would still put skill and skill in the game, you know. Yeah, this the ceiling's on the school, not the student. No, the ceiling would be on the, say the like, school. Yeah, the school could not charge like the student basically if you want to go to college, then you have to have at most fifty thousand dollars. Some schools might charge less. Some schools might have still have like grants and everything like that, but tuition yep. itself could only be so much. And then there would be there there should be also be limits on extra charges like um like services, food, oh, the fees, yeah, fees and things like that. So there would be you, UMass. Hmm. I was, was going to say UMass added a building fee, so they have all this tuition and all this stuff, and all of a sudden they started carving out a building a building fee. Jesus. For the students, and it was like another fifteen hundred dollars a year. It was outrageous. Yeah, just yeah, so, I, so just I, take I, all the bills and everything, and and the the maybe have the the school 
only be able to charge up to fifty thousand dollars for uh for tuition and another twenty five hundred for four for let's say per, per year, year but yeah for 50. four years yeah i don't know how much college costs right now it's too well, much yeah. so well, uh for 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 high-end colleges it costs around fifty thousand. but i mean so that's two hundred thousand in tuition for uh yeah so that's two hundred thousand for tuition yeah. for four years plus other fees and whatnot so and let's reduce so that forth. to thirty thousand a year Okay. okay. I, I'm just so uh, I'm just trying to 120k for four years. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's just yeah, let's some, just reduce it. We're to throwing that. numbers around, but let's do it. We're yeah. Just, yeah right. We're just throwing and, numbers around. Sorry. So and you'd incre- increment it so it wouldn't be like the minimum wage where 20 years from now they go that's not even close to what it costs. You'd yeah. increment it somehow. Yeah. You can attach it yeah. to inflation or something like that. So uh, what yeah. I'm saying is there there would be a ceiling to which so if I was uh, 16 and I'm thinking about going to college then I would have a target. I need to have $75,000 for my first year of college or something or whatever, you know, like $50,000 that would pay for fees, housing, everything like that. And then the, if there was any extra um, costs, then the state or the federal government would, would kick in the rest. That would then put skin in the game because, Nobody yeah. has that much. You would have to get a loan anyway. It's just you wouldn't be people wouldn't be under the gun for like hundreds of thousands of dollars. You know, yeah. what do you think? I mean, just for I, the four year, let's not even think about grad stuff or medical school or anything. Just yeah, for a four year degree. What do you think about that suit? Well, I think I think it does something that it's sort of like when there's a 28 day stay for people with mental health issues. Everybody gets well on the 29th day. I think the universities would conform to that. I think it would chase some of the money out. But I think, you know, the nastiest, horriblest school would charge 50000 and the medical school would charge 50000 So I always worry when government, I mean, I, that's better than the system now. I'd, I'd, I'd agree with you at that. But I always worry when we start to do these rules because it's, it it's really hard. It's almost like the person who's buying the education should be it's worth. I mean, I think part of the problem is that it's schools been the, the loans have been so easy to get and people can get into such trouble for educations that aren't, you know, just the same way that Trump schools, you know, they got lots of money too. Wait. From people who borrowed money. Are you saying that the students should choose how much they pay for their education? I think they should choose an education that they think is going to return to them what it's worth that it's paid. I think but who decides the cost? Well, who decides so how much it would cost? I think that needs to be more free market than it is. I think some of the I think part of the the problem with universities and colleges is the accreditation systems and who who holds the credentials and who awards the degrees? I think there's something wrong with the system that it's getting so bloated and inflated. It's just not working. It's so there should be. Right. A, so you want a market model where uh, I say, well, model. I've got I, I I've think. got twenty thousand dollars to spend on my education this year. Where you know what looks like the best bang for that amount of buck based on the options? Yeah. Where can I go to school and what can I get? And, and what do they offer me? 
you know, what are their facilities like and right. and how are their professors? And yeah, just some some way to do that. But, you know, having the government put a limit on it, I think it, it it's sort of what they did in healthcare. They used to have these caps, so they had to do this rate setting around all this stuff. And it, it really perturbs the market in another way. It I it it gets rid of some of the problem, but it doesn't it's sort of like the market conforms around it and it, it behaves badly. So, so I think the student has to have more choice and more knowledge about what the schools actually produce. You know, like those rules that make you say how many people actually got jobs. Did you really get a job as an x-ray tech or did you need more education or, you know, did they actually get you through certification? I'm I'm being really concrete. Yeah. Well, In those for-profit schools world, had various ways of gaming that system as well. So, yeah. Well, yeah, uh, what and I'm, that's the problem. Everybody games it, but I think yeah, I think you're onto something, genre. What I'm confused about what you're saying right. is that, like, having like if if I have uh, fifty thousand dollars for my for if I have thirty to fifty thousand dollars, I'm just going to say fifty because yeah. that's what I'm what's in my head. If I have fifty thousand yeah. dollars for my first year in college, and I I have a I have fifty thousand dollars that I I want to go give to a college. That means yep. the and colleges. You get to choose which one? Yes. So I would get to choose which one, and I would know that any college that I got into, that that accepted me, I would be able to pay for my first year because I know the price. I know exactly the target that I have to hit. Now yeah. the acceptance prog pro um the acceptance prog pro uh, process process. <laughs> thank you. I kept saying progress. The accept the acceptance <laughs> system. Uh, the uh, where that money is spent, um, how yep. much they would get in government grants. I think that like maybe uh, universities, colleges could apply for government grants to make up the difference. How much the like where all the money goes that would be up to the college. So some colleges yeah. would put them into facilities. Some colleges would put them into uh, full time professors. Some call you know like depending. So that would yep. be. New that Science would, Center. Yep. Yeah, that would be the the market there. Like the the colleges are trying to get that fifty thousand dollars from as many people as they can. So, but they also like have the like if it's like Harvard or something, then they all only accept like X amount of people, you know. But yeah. that would that would still be a market economy. It's just that it would be more beneficial to the prospective buyer. Yeah. One thing I kind well, of know, wonder about with this this model that you're this this vision of of education is um you know anytime you've got a a, a, a some kind of market based approach uh the freer the market the more caveat emptor you know let the buyer beware becomes the watchword and I got to say uh despite as someone who you know actually has a bachelor's and a master's degree, nevertheless, I think I'd be hard pressed to say like, okay, what are the criteria I should be using to properly evaluate, uh, you know how you know how to spend my educational dollars? Like, like what are the criteria I should be using to judge how to best spend this money, and uh, how well do I judge whether or not what what schools meet them and how and so forth? You know, like I don't know. Like I, I, I really don't know how well equipped uh, I would be to be a, a smart consumer, much less uh, 
you know, Americans from families where they don't, you know, where like they don't have an education and their parents don't have an education and maybe no one in their family's ever been to college, you know? There's still plenty of people who come from families that have, you know, no one in that family's been to college, uh, which is the utter opposite of mine. I mean, my grandparents all went to college, for God's sakes. So uh, it's just a, a totally different kind of uh, uh, setup. So, you know, how do you, how does, how, how does one be a smart consumer uh, when left to their own devices in that kind of a market? I mean, that, that would be the same thing as now. It just wouldn't cost as much. Yeah. Gee, yeah, I think that maybe is an argument against have... what we have now. <laughs> I mean, see, the thing is, I'm trying, I'm not trying to argue against what we have now because I know it's dumb and I, but uh, <laughs> okay, Sue, Sue said that, um, that people should have skin in the game. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to conform to that. I'm trying to, trying to make up a system that involves skin in games. You know, yep. personally, gives them a little extra skin to have in per, the game. Personally, yeah. I think that um, that community colleges should be absolutely free, and that mm. uh, like for two as or four years edu- of hmm? as an ex- as an extension of sort of the twelve years that we get for free now. Yeah, yeah. sure. Why not? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like, at least two then, more years. Uh, you know, fourteenth grade. Like I should go, I should be able to. Because in Europe they do it the other way. They they go down to two years and then they take the O levels and then they they go on to school. So they go ten 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 years ten, ten grades. The, the the British educational system does it differently. There's there 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 are tests one takes to sort of oh, okay for aptitudes and then so you can't like, go to a you can't go to into a field unless you test high in the field. Okay, but if I wanted to go to HCC or I wanted to go to yeah. Stick or something like that after or I graduate from high school yeah. or or GCC, yeah, um, just one of the yeah. community co- colleges around here, then I should be able to uh, just say I'm going to go here and then apply. And if my grades are good enough and I get in, then there you go. Like it's free. Yeah, and it's it's free. You don't. I, I wouldn't have to worry about it. I get a two year edge. I got a two year degree, and then I could take that to a college if I wanted to. I think that at the very, very, very least, we should be doing that. Community colleges should be publicly funded, and fully publicly fu- publicly funded. If you want to go to a private college, then tech- you know I might go. For- go for that for technical schools but i i don't i don't think community college i just i think we i think we've sold the american people a bill of goods on what college is worth oh we totally you know, have. i really don't <laughs> we completely you know, have I, <laughs> yeah it's it's you know i i just don't i i think somehow we kind of went off the rails so i wouldn't want to make it free because then everybody will want to go and um i don't think that's bad i i think it's bad i think people in the 10th or 11th grade are, are educated pretty much enough and then they can specialize. I mean, that's what I think. I think, the, I think we overeducate people. Be, the specialization yeah. would be in the community college. Like you would take, you would get a degree in, in a thing and not just like a in the thing. arts degree. Yeah. You would be like, I'm studying this for my two year and, or it could be a technical thing or it could be a literary thing or something that you could specialize for a two year degree. But if you want to go say liberal arts is okay with me too. If somebody wants yeah. to be an English major, that's, that's I mean, that, cool. I don't know. Yeah. I have I a liberal arts a degree from a two year, 
from yeah. a two-year uh like I went to HCC and yeah. then I went to I went to HCC for a year I went to UMass for two years and I I had issues there and then I went back to HCC a few years later and I got my two-year and I'm completely okay with that like we we've I was told and we were all told college you need to go to college you have to go to college if you don't go to college then your life is gonna be all messed up Everybody has to go to college. And that's the, see, that's the problem. Like you said, we've been sold a bill of goods. The thing is that bill of goods has been sold. That yep. is part of the culture now. Like we can't it's just a requirement say requirement like, for most jobs. It is. Yep. It's re- like, we can't, sh- the genie's out of the bottle. You know, the tube, the, 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 the paste is out of the tube. You know, like we, we can't really, really put that back. So you can't put toothpaste back in a tube, but that, that, like that's that's neither here nor there. But you <laughs> that you can't like that's what I'm saying. If we are in this world, then we should yeah. uh, provide people the opportunity to survive in this world. Everybody like when I was when I was applying for for different jobs like years ago, you would need a degree to do like yeah. a menial job, anything. Anything you like, you you had to have this piece of paper that proved that you can think critically. That's that's the only reason why you go to college at this point, like a four year. If you want to be like a doctor or something, that's completely different. But like, so yeah, like two years, I get a two year degree, and now I learn how to build servers, or now I know how to how to early childhood education, or now I know how to um, be a vet or something like that. You know, or at least get started well, in a career like that. Exactly. But exactly. I think COVID has put the toothpaste back in the tube, and here's why. Uh oh. A lot of folks are hiring people without degrees now, all across the board. You know, Polaroid, IBM, mm-hmm. all those folks are are starting to take people and forget the college, and they give them internships and you know pay their way oh, and do all that because they're having trouble hiring people. And and they're starting to pick people with specific skills. Mm-hmm. It it's very interesting. It's almost like it opened up the job market and it raised it raised the minimum wage. It sort of did all that stuff together. Well, it didn't raise the minimum wage, but it raised it raised to. like the um it it has the Available. average the average wages have gone up, but the minimum wage is still, you know, like after like when when the actual pandemic is handled which by the way there there is a uh there is work on a new vaccine that will be able to uh handle like variants like going forward so that they've been developing oh i saw that um so once that comes out and everybody gets that and we can finally go out and go places again then the 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 thing that we should all be afraid of is that things will go back to where they were like wages will go down I, and i don't think people are going back in offices i i think people got a I taste think, of it and they're like yeah you know i i think you can get me in there two days a week but the other three i'm gonna work from home feels God, like that amazing. i could be wrong please yeah there's a lot of that <laughs> momentum that would be to... that would be completely astounding I would love Christian it. Christian E. Broadband to support that. Oh, don't get me started on that. Jesus. Well, broadband. Everybody should have broadband. It should be like water going into it your house. It should be a, a public utility. Yep. 
provided Every inexpensively to everyone. Broadband. Yeah. Anyway. Also, now that, that also I, public good I agree with. <laughs> <laughs> also, I just want to say, like, from where I sit, I think education is uh, – it's it's one of the 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 great joys in my life, and I think it should be. You know, I I don't think saying education through effectively age twenty, assuming one starts and go keeps going through, uh, at you know, uh, free for you know provided by the public. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's a wonderful little. Uh, uh, I think that's something we should be having in our society. Not everybody has to go and. People can do things differently and whatever, but I just there's there's so much in my life that has been added by education, and I I think it's really sad to think that uh, uh, um, you know people miss out on this just because of arbitrary uh, uh, financial circumstances brought on by birth. You know, like it it it's a wonderful thing, and I think I think more people should be able to enjoy more of it. But I don't know. I do hear the music, though, so I guess that means we're about to wrap up here. You think? Summer Sue, last words before we go? Not everybody Have needs a, nice a college holiday. education. We need to stop that. <laughs> we do need I, to stop that, yeah. <laughs> I, I agree, but I also... But it, get educated however you want. But I, I, I think we should offer some to people who want it because, you know, yeah. it, it can be great. That's fine. All right. Well, uh, then... Uh, Thanks for listening, everybody. We're that's going to be civil politics tonight. Here, I think we'll have one more show this year, and then we'll be—I uh, don't know—doing the 2022 tango or whatever, the two-step, multiple two-steps. Anyway, yeah, should have thought good, this out before I started. That was a good yeah. try, Mike. <laughs> Thanks, John. <laughs> nice attempt. Anyway, uh, so thank you for listening uh, to Civil Politics. Uh, remember. Uh, Email us, uh, contact at civilpoliticsradio.com if you want to have John leave coal in my stocking. And uh, otherwise, we'll have a podcast of this show go out to the streaming services uh, about 1 a.m. on Monday. We'll have a repeat broadcast airing on Monday afternoon at 4 p.m. So listen to us all over again. Uh, Ask Joe Manchin. And um, yeah, coming up next, we've got Subculture, followed by Table of Contents at 10 and OK Asia at midnight. So uh, stay tuned for great music all night. But that'll do for now. Thanks for listening to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. And happy holidays, everyone. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.